Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. It contains all the great 5-Hour Energy Shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily Immune Support plus extra strength 5-Hour Energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing Hand of Death Part 25, Jackson's Back, directed by Anders Palm. (laughs) What have you been up to this week? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. I've had um, had lots of ideas, but I haven't really done anything. That's it. I think the possibilities are endless at the moment to do... Yeah. But Whatever. getting round to it is another story. Yeah, it's just doing yeah. jobs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're decorating our main bedroom at the moment. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, we're getting we're getting uh, polka dot rose gold wallpaper. Oh. Mm. Wow. What's the what? So is it rose gold dots? It's like yeah, grey. I think it's probably light grey with rose gold dots. Oh. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it was kind Why of. Not? It was kind of, uh, I've struggled with that room. I just didn't know what to do with it at mm. all. So, but we're getting there. It's getting, it's getting there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I want to retile my kitchen, but I can't choose what colours. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. When you find it, you're like, yes. That's it. That's what I yeah. want. But yeah, it's just finding it, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. What else have I done this week? Not a lot, really. I watched Midsummer again. Did you? Yeah. I love it. It's so good. It is good. It is a good film. It's really yeah. weird. I feel like it's one of my like my comfort horrors, and I'm like, I'm just gonna watch <laughs> this, and I'm like, that's that's not normal. Comfort horrors. Comfort horrors. Yeah. I've never heard of comfort horrors. Yeah, it is a thing, but I yeah. love it. But um, yeah, there's. I was. I've been. I've been sort of watching. I was watching this this guy who he did a thing on YouTube, and it was uh, how midsummer brainwashes you and he kind of yeah. went into the psychology of cults mm. and then and then like at the end you sort of left feeling oh yeah 
it's really good, good for her. But then, like, you think about it and you're like, no, she's just joined a cult. That's really bad. She has just joined a cult. Yeah, it's really she good. She seems so happy. Yeah, it's oh, so, like, so good. Queen. I really want to watch the director's cut as well. There's an extra, like, I think it's half an hour. But oh, really? a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is her and Christian's relationship and him basically gaslighting the shit out of her. Yeah. So everyone was like, boo, Christian. So no one likes Christian. He's a mean bean. Well. Yeah. yeah. What else have I done? Started watching a series called The Undoing on Sky Atlantic. Ooh. It's really good. It's got Hugh Grant in it. And it's oh. got, yeah. Is it a romantic comedy? No, it's not. It's not. It's, <gasps> it's Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, who has got the most beautiful sort of red curly hair that I've ever seen. Her nat- is it her natural hair? It's beautiful. Oh, it's we gorgeous. We haven't seen her natural hair since BMX Bandits. No, it's lovely. Every time I watch it, I'm like, God, your hair. It's just lovely. Absolute hair envy. But anyway, wow. so what it is is he's a doctor and she's a psychotherapist and they're quite well-to-do and rich. Yeah. It turns out that he is having an affair with this woman and she turns up dead and he gets arrested for killing her. Yeah. And it's all based around that. It's so really good. Unravel. It's really good. It's got Donald Sutherland in it as the dad of Nicole Kidman. Oh, and I love him. Yeah. I love him in everything. We should really watch um oh, what's it called? Don't Look Now. It's really good. It's I've a heard of that. it's a horror film from the seventies with Donald Sutherland oh. in it. It's really good. I Do think you you'll enjoy it. From the seventies, I just mm. think Wicker Man. Yeah, we should do that that's too. My, yeah, that's my only knowledge of horror films from the seventies. Really, yeah, other than good. the ones that we've watched is Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen it. I was gonna say, well, it's not like the Wicker Man, but like, yeah, there's there's loads that we need to see. There's like the Omen, and I, f- I want to say the Exorcist, but I don't even like it. I don't want to watch the Exorcist. Unpopular opinion. I don't like it. I've never seen it, and I'm I'm too much of a wimp to watch The Exorcist. <laughs> I remember just, going I'm to watch it at the cinema. I watched it at the cinema because they put it on on uh, Halloween once. They did like the director's cut. Oh my god, it's so long, and I was just like, yeah. oh, it's so long. Yeah. Do you remember S Club Seven? Yes. Remember their TV show? Yes. That was on. Yes. And they uh, had a landlady. I can't say that I watched it, but I do remember it. Yeah. Linda Blair was the landlady on the S Club 7 TV series. Really? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. That's a bit of a change of uh, pace, isn't it? Change of tone. Bloody hell. Mm. Have you ever seen... And depending. Mm. Have you ever seen... Uh, there's a film called Repossessed, and it's got her in. And it's her and Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and it's like a spoof of The Exorcist. Oh, my God, it's funny. It's really so funny. funny. Yeah, it's really good. I feel so like you'd Nielsen... enjoy that because it's, it's yeah. not scary. Is he still alive? Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I feel like maybe Can't not. Sean Connery's died. I know. Yeah. It was the best Bond. Well, Entrapment as well. Is that the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones where yeah, she's leaping set... a load of, load of lasers? Yeah, yeah. the lasers. That's the and only thing I can remember from that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. What else has he been in? Oh, he's been in loads of stuff. Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. He was Indiana Jones's dad. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, 
Loads of stuff. Do you know in the Zeppelin scene in that, when he was talking to Harrison Ford? Mm. You remember that bit where they were flying out of Germany, I think? Yeah. I looked, I found it, the trivia that it was really hot on the set of the Zeppelin. So when they were filming that scene where they were both sitting at the table, decide, like looking at the diary, they didn't have any trousers on. It was too hot. <laughs> but, so they had to have the full jacket and hat and no trousers. waistcoat and stuff on for the part. But because it was so hot on set, the only clothing they could lose was trousers on <laughs> the table. So for that whole scene, the two of them were sitting there without any trousers. I can't watch that now. I'm like, I'm not wearing any trousers. <laughs> Why are you not wearing I trousers? They had underpants on. I assume. I hope they had underpants on. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. Would but have done. also quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Well, this mm. week we did Hand of Death, part 25. Also known as Unmasked, part 25. I think it's known as Unmasked in America. Right. Because I think, because I watched it on, on YouTube, and I think it came up as Unmasked. Yeah. But the title card says Hand of Death, I think. If anyone if anyone really wants to seek this out, which I really feel like you should. It was directed by Anders Palm. It scored a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And, oh. yeah. The synopsis is, Jackson, a lonely serial killer, ponders what it's all about. He finds love in Shelley, who shows him life. Ain't that bad? Oh, my God. Amazing. I found I found this by accident because I bought a load of horror films on video from this guy that I knew who was, like, really into horror. And he... what I think he was, like... Basically, he was having a child and he was like, I need to clear out all my sort yeah. of stuff that I've got to make room for this child so I went to go have a little route through his collection and I found this and I was just like what is this I need it what is this it's oh, so video as well. funny video I've still got no it less. somewhere I think I've yeah. still got it yeah I think it's in the loft because I kept it because I was like that's really unusual and I don't think I'd be able to get that anywhere else so I kept no. it so it starts with some 80s tunes I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is, but it's like that kind of synth 80s 80s tune. And then you get you get shots of London. So it's like it's it's really it's very British, isn't it? It's very British. Yeah, Yeah. very British. And then you get the hand of death and your credits. And then you get a scene of two Londoners, say Londoners, (laughs) walking down the street. They're a little bit drunk. They're going to a party. And I feel like nobody actually talks like this in London. I have never, ever heard this accent in London. It's it's like the kind of accent that an American person would put on to signify that they are in London. I feel like it's maybe played up a little bit because of the tone of the film. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so they're going to this... They're going to this, like, party thing. Are these two? It's like a, a man and a woman couple. And then they meet the Harbinger, who yes. is, like, the crazy Ralph of this film. And he's, like, and he's like basically, like, don't go in there. Ooh, it's not good. And they're just like, oh, get lost. What are you doing? Yeah, as all, as all teens do when they're, like, told not to go somewhere. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I feel like they're not. Yeah, they're not. Um, they're not teens. I don't know if they're meant to. I think they're meant to be like twenty somethings, kind of young yeah. professional type. Yeah, maybe yuppie. Yuppies. Mm. Mm. So he's like, "Don't go down there." And then they're like, "Ah, oh, get lost, you weirdo." And then they go down this alley, and then she hears a noise, and she's like, "What was that?" And then they kind of creep up to this like door. And then this guy bursts out of this door. I've got so many quotes from this film <laughs> that I have written down because they are hilarious. The first one is, you stupid Burke, I could have had a gun or something. And then he's like, ha ha ha, I scared you. And then basically... Who says Burke? I d- no one says Burke anymore. No one says Burke. Maybe we should bring Burke back. Maybe. Yeah. Will we though? We should know Well, we should try. I think we should. I'm going to do it. So... Basically, they're like, right, we're leaving you outside now because you've annoyed us. So they go into this party and they leave him outside and then he's like, well, they just don't understand my humour. Leaping out at people ain't funny. Oh, no. Yeah, that's how you get punched. That is how you get a swift elbow to the face or a punch to the throat. So heed. And then I've just put party in a weird 80s London flat. Because it's just it's so a weird 80s. 80s London flat. Yeah, it's just it weird. It screams 80s, doesn't the it? The walls are like murals. There's neon. I did quite like the neon, though, because it reminded me of I God's own junkyard. Like it. it was just very of its time. Very of its time. Yeah, so there's a, I feel like there's only about five people at this party. It's not really a party. It's more of a gentle gathering. Mm. So... The guy who scared everyone who's still outside, he's wandering around outside and then he gets his face ripped off and his heart ripped out. The action starts so quickly. <laughs> yeah, this is after about yeah. probably... I'd say it's probably under 10 minutes, right? It's under 10 yeah. minutes. Zero to 100. And it's no. kind of... Yeah, so he gets got, so he's gone. Then uh, we cut back to this weird 80s party. And there's a couple there, and they sneak off to some kind of weird room with faces in it. Mm. And neon. More neon and faces. And then they start copping off with each other. And then she's like, I need a pee! So then she walks off. (laughs) And then the guy's alone, and he... I think they end up going into this like old sort of... It looks like it's kind of been lived in by squatters kind of place. Yeah. And he's sort of faffing about in there and he breaks a shelf. So he just wrecks the joint. And then uh, he gets got with a shovel. And then the girl comes back and then she's like, Pete, Pete. Where are you? Yeah. Which I wondered, I don't know if it's right, but have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Um... Years ago, when, like too long ago to remember, when they go they go home to find him because his flatmate's called Pete, and they go home mm. to find him and he's like Pete. So I was wondering if it was from this. Could be. I hope it is. Could be. I'd really love it if it was. I'm gonna tweet Simon Pegg and ask him if he's ever seen it. it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. And then she gets to she gets strangled by this mysterious person in a in a hockey mask. Hockey mask it's kind it's of like a, hockey mask. a hockey mask. It's it? like a Jason hockey mask, but it's not a yeah. Jason hockey mask. It's kind yeah. of a... He's like a knockoff Jason. He's like... Yeah. 
He's like the Jason from Sleepaway Camp 2. <sighs> That's what he's like, yes. Then we cut back to this weird, wanky 80s party. And then uh, they're wondering where Albert is. Where's Albert? Wait, where's Albert? Where, where's yeah. Albert? Where's that Albert? I don't know where he is. Then another couple leave and they go to the weird face room, but they stay in the weird face room. And then the killer's just walking about. This couple decides that they're going to have sex up against a wall. Of course. Then they get got with a spear, which I thought was reminiscent of Friday the 13th and Kevin Bacon's death. Yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a rip-off. Then we've got just two girls left. Albert's still not back. I think Albert <laughs> might have been the guy who scared them at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somebody else has passed out. The uh, the other girl, she says that her date was meant to turn up, but he hasn't, and it's a bit of a bit of a flop. So then the uh, I call her the punky chick because she looks like she's wearing a wig. I feel like she's yeah. wearing a wig. Some of the hairstyles in this film were pretty epic. They were pretty eighties, weren't they? They so certainly were. She the bigger the better. Yeah, so she decides that she's going to go find this couple because they have not come back yet. And she finds them dead, speared up against the wall. So then she starts freaking out and then we see the killer come and he starts chasing her. She starts throwing... I think she starts throwing books at him or something. Like tiny books. Tiny books. And I was like, that is not going to do anything. There's a really nice neon heart in that room as well, and it's like three hearts that get smaller. It's really cool. And then, <laughs> and then I've got another absolute gold of a quote. So she's like, I get it. Everyone has a bad day now and again. And then he's like going to kill her. And then she's like, please don't kill me. I'll do anything you want. And then she's like, I'll have sex with you if you want. Uh, and then she's like, I'll give you a blowjob. She gets a spear in the face. He didn't want it. <laughs> so now there's one poor girl left by herself in this party. Just sat there by herself. Uh, the killer decides that he's going to have a cigarette before he goes to kill this last girl. Because, you know, have a cigarette break. Why not? Yeah. Well, he's been hard at work already. And then he enters the room... With this one girl left and you think, oh, he's going to stab her. But then she gets up and then we find out that she's blind because she's got a blind cane. And then she, I think she hears him in there and she's like, oh, who's that? And then you get this kind of weird shot of him go to stab her with the knife but stops. And then I think she like grabs his leg or something. And she's like, oh, hello. I didn't think you'd turn up. You must be my date. And then he's like, uh, okay, I don't know what's going on. And then she's like, my name's Shelley. And then he basically grunts at her. He doesn't speak at this point. And then she's like, are you afflicted too? <laughs> and then he's just like, I don't know what is happening right now. What is going on? And then she's like, let's go to my place. And then he's like, uh, right, I guess. Okay. And he leaves his knife and then we cut to her house and then she's like, my parents live nearby, uh, they're very rich, 
but they don't have much to do with me, to be honest. Uh, I'm guessing yeah, they just pay fine. for her house because she doesn't appear to yeah. work. And then uh, he sits on the sofa and she puts some music on and then starts dancing in a really weird way. <laughs> she starts like, it's almost like voguing or something. It's really weird. <laughs> and he's just sat there, doesn't know what's happening. He was like, I just came to kill you. I don't, I, pff, what is happening? That's I don't it. know. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, I think she says that she used to dance and I think she says she used to be able to see but she can't anymore so she kind of uh, misses some things which was a bit sad. Yeah. I was like, that's really sad. Yeah, it's sad, yeah. And she's like, I don't she's like, I want to be independent. I don't wanna I don't wanna be sort of taken care of and then mm. she sort of starts talking about like that she wants she wants to be optimistic and and stuff like that and and then she starts talking about considering as well, right? She's literally just met this guy. She's telling him a, a life story right now. And also, she's blind. I wouldn't trust nobody that I'd just met to go to my house well, when I was blind. No, I wouldn't now. I've got my sight. Yeah. No, wouldn't trust it. Mm. But then she starts talking about like she doesn't. She doesn't like the image of like the poor little blind girl who's helpless and, and she was like, I'm not like that at all. I hate that image. But then she was like, but yeah. I will play on it if I need to because pff, why not? And then he says, he's like, I can speak. I've just had no, I've just never had anyone to talk to. And then, and then he takes his mask off and then they kiss and it's like weird sort of... I don't know if he's like bleeding or something. It's it's really weird, but yeah, the kiss anyway. And uh, and then he's like, people, I think does she? I think she touches his mask, doesn't she? And he's like, oh, people expect me to wear this. And and he takes it off, and he's got like the Jason face, like he's got an eye yeah. down here, and yeah, and he's a bit like it looks like he's got scars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they kiss, and then it cuts to them in bed. And then she just says, <laughs> she's like, that was really nice. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, God. Oh, God, it kills me, this film. It really does. And then, for some reason, it turns into like a weird sort of public information announcement film where they start talking about the dangers of being bisexual. And I was like, welcome to the 80s. That's very, very... It was the time. another world, wasn't it? The 80s was like 30 years ago, at least. Yeah, and I think it's... Yeah, I mean, in, in today's standards, problematic, we wouldn't say it. But mm. I feel like it was kind of a, you know, oh, if you're, if you're promiscuous, you might get AIDS or whatever. It's like, just calm down, guys. Come on now. Yeah, it's very, it's very of the time. Yeah. But you know, I'd like to think that we have progressed further. I think we, we I have. think we have a little bit. We're a getting there. Bit, yeah. We're not quite there, yeah. but we're getting there. Mm. So Yeah. So yeah, so I think she starts talking about she starts talking about how she meets weirdos all the time and I'm like, "Well, you've literally just took this guy home. You don't know who he is. So that's probably yeah. why you're meeting weirdos, love." I I think it's safe to say he's probably the weirdest person that she's met. I don't know though, because she's quite wow, weird. Yeah, you never know. We'll get to that later. And and he's like, I need to tell you. And then he's like, they think I'm a monster. And then she says, 
<laughs> quotes of this film are hilarious. She's like, well, in the morning, I can be a terrible bitch. And then he he starts talking about, like, that he had a really bad childhood. His father was a drunk. He fled to America as a kid um, because his dad was abusive. And then he says something about Hitler. Something about Hitler. Do you think Hitler had a nice childhood? Probably not. And that's why he was the way he was kind of thing. Well. And then he starts saying, uh, in summer there was an accident at a camp and they thought I drowned. So it's kind of referencing the Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then, and then he sort of goes into this thing and then she's like, I like you, Jackson. You're a good, you're a good guy. You washed up after tea. <laughs> she's easily pleased. Oh, God. And then he sort of, he starts saying that, like, he lived in the wild as a savage and sort of taught himself everything he knew from the camp counsellor's books. What hasn't he done that is like a horror film? Yeah, so he says, like, yeah, he got these he got these books that, that the counsellor's left behind. And then we get to the dramatic speech that he does from Byron. He starts... Reciting Byron. Byron. <laughs> and then I was like, what film does this guy think he is in? Because it's not this one. It's definitely not this one. Oh, the hand of death is upon me. Oh my god, honestly. And then she's like, Oh, that was beautiful. And then they have a little chat about Byron. So then it turns into a literature review club about Byron. Oh my god, it kills me. And then she says, another quote, it's not often I meet a man with such appreciation for literature. And then he just turns to her and then says, I can't, I can't. It's not often that I meet a woman. Oh my god, it's hilarious. I love this film so much. It's ridiculous. So... It cuts to them having breakfast on the terrace. It's all very civilised. It's lovely. It's a lovely spot, this terrace, Oh, it's it? lovely. Her house is lovely. Like I was like, if she doesn't work, lovely. she's doing all right for herself because uh, yeah. she's got a nice little flat there. And I was like, I bet it's in like Notting Hill or somewhere. Mm. Then it, And then she's like, oh, after breakfast, shall we go to a park? We'll go walk around the park. That'll be nice. Nice little romantic stroll. And then he's like, I can't go to the park. They'll laugh at me because of my mask and face. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the old sort of house that that guy was in that looked like squatters lived there. And there's an old man in there who's oh, laid on... creepy. He's laid down drinking. Oh. And then you see Jackson come in and then he's like, father. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He comes in and, it, and his dad's like, oh God, this film, it kills me. His dad's like, what are you doing with your face hanging out everywhere? And then he's like, oh, I left my mask somewhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it is. And then, uh, and then he's like, I don't want to kill anyone anymore. Dad, I'm not doing this anymore. And then his dad starts kind of going on about how it's a family affair and... And that how he never got, he's got like this disdain for his son. You never got anything right. Yeah. And then he tells him that he's met a woman and I'm going to change. I'm going to make a life for myself. It's going to be great. And then his dad starts telling this tale about how his dad was a killer. 
but then he denied it and he could see the same in his son and then he sort of says the lake was better for you you should have stayed there you shouldn't have come back and then and then he kind of sort of says well would you bring a child into this would you bring a child into this world and all this lot which is kind of a in in a film that doesn't it's not a deep film by any stretch no but that kind of a you know it's almost like hereditary and the and the kind of you know things passed on to you yeah. that you have no control of kind of thing if i'm going to like really dig to get something out of this <laughs> that's probably it that's it get a deeper meaning from it yeah yeah so i guess i've i've also put what film is the dad in as well because that the dad is acting his ass off he's this oh. is like a soliloquy on stage. He's going for it big time. Big yeah. time. I love it. So then it cuts to it's Shelley and Jackson walking down the street and they stop in front of a clothes shop. And then she's sort of saying, um, my friend told me about a dress in, in the window of the shop that she thinks would be nice, but I need your opinion, obviously, because I can't see it. And then uh, she's like, what, what do you like? And he's like, I like anything black. I block all the time. And then uh, there's some people sort of walking past and sniggering. And he's like, they're laughing at me. And then she's like, it doesn't matter. Just ignore them. It doesn't, you know, don't let it bother you. Don't let it get to you, mate. It's fine. And then he goes, he's like, I could slit their little throats. That would stop them. That would stop their sniggering. And then she's just like, she just ignores this. See, that should really be a warning sign. It should. You'd think it would be, wouldn't you? You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) But no, Hello. no. <laughs> so, in in any in any sort of normal healthy relationship, what is happening is she's dragging him around shops, and he doesn't want to go shopping because I'm yeah. sure that happens all the time. Yeah. And they end up going outside this shop, and he's like, "Why? What's this shop?" And he's like, "Well, there's a lot of Halloween masks in here. Why are we going here?" And she's like, "Well, we're gonna go in here." And they're having a little look around. I was expecting some kind of like hilarious mask trying on montage, but there wasn't yeah. one, which was yeah, upsetting. Yeah, it was like Fanny's new mask for his like. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. I really wanted that to happen, but it didn't. That would have just made it even better. So she turns round and she's wearing the same mask, and she's like, "I've got this. How do you feel about it?" And then he's like. How would you like it if everyone started dressing up as blind people at Halloween? <laughs> and then uh, and then I'm sure like somebody he, he sort of says, "Oh yeah, you look like that goalie from that movie, like that guy from the movie." And she's like, "Well, I won't get it if you don't want me to or whatever." But then she ends up getting it anyway. And then they leave in matching masks and they go for a romantic walk and have a little sit down by a river or a lake or wherever they are or a pond. Might be a pond, I don't know. There's some kind of water. There's water and a bench. They sit there. Then it cuts to a girl called Christy. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. 
And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Who is sat in Shelley's house when she comes home. Don't just let yourself into a woman's house. That's weird. That is That's weird. So if I came home and like my friend was just sat in my house, I'd be like, "Yeah, uh, what yeah. Are you doing? Yeah, yeah." So like, why, why have you let yourself into my house? That was really weird. Yeah, weird. And then she's like, "We're having a party. We've not seen you for ages. Don't be a stranger. We want you to come." And then I think she sort of says, "Can I bring my boyfriend? Got a new boyfriend." So she's like, "Yeah, if you want, I guess." Yeah. So bring him along, so it won't go disastrously wrong. I'm sure wrong. it won't go disastrously wrong. So she ends up leaving and walking off, but Jackson is lurking outside. So he follows her on the way home and she dives into a pub and he follows. So she's meeting her friends there, I think. Yeah. And then he ends up coming in and they're like Oh my god, you're that guy. So they think that he's the actor who plays the guy. Why would the actor who plays Jason be in a London pub dressed uh, as Jason? Jackson. 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 It's Jackson. Yeah. We don't want to get sued. Oh yeah. Subject and the the subject subject. Subject subject. I feel like this is almost like a well, it is a little bit meta, like a little bit meta horror, isn't it? Yeah, because it is, it's kind of that self-aware, isn't it's it? It's self-aware yeah. that, that yeah, it's yeah, it's quite good. Like it's probably because people talk about like scream and stuff, but watch this because it's sti- it's yeah. cheesy as all hell, but like it's still that kind of same thing. So uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, you're that guy, you're that guy in that film. Can we uh, have your autograph, please? And then he just sort of sits there and looks at them. And then they're like, have you got a problem? Yeah. And then this this girl who, who we followed, she's like, I want my autograph. Autograph. So and she gives him a... And the ones are like, to America. And he's like, to, to America. <laughs> oh, to Chelsea. To Chelsea. Reagan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, forgotten about that as well. Oh my god! So she gives him a beer mat and a pen to sign, and he ends up signing it in the end because they just hound him for ages. And then uh, she looks at it and she's like, "What does that say?" What? And then it says, yeah. "I slit your throat <laughs> on a beer mat." Is it not? And then uh, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, you've upset her now." And then I don't. I feel like, because I was taking notes, I missed this bit, but for some reason, a fight breaks loose and uh, Jackson gets glassed. like, oh, let's take your mask off. And then he, like... Goes apeshit. Yeah, that's it. it. He he ends up getting glassed. So he runs off away from this gang of London pub people who then chase him to beat the shit out of him. I like the way the woman the woman that wanted the autograph is the lead chaser. She's the lead, yeah. She's I like curious. that. That's kind of... Oh, don't mess with her. It kind of alters the sort of uh, dynamic of a slasher film, I yeah. guess. So she 
she's running after him with her mate and he runs off down this um this alleyway so they stand there and they're like well he went down there and then like he's like you go first and she's like well you bloody go first i'm not going first and he's like what's the difference what's the difference and then uh and then they're like he is quite big though isn't he yeah and they're like yeah and then they just walk off back to a pub. <laughs> but then the, the girl's like, did you catch EastEnders? Did you catch EastEnders? Just like that. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So Jackson goes to visit his father again and his father is getting ready to leave. He's like, the biggest mistake Good. was you. I have no more shame. And then... Like, Jackson's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then he's like, would you believe I actually left once, but I came back for this picture, and I think it's like a picture of his wife. He gets his head squished by Jackson. He squishes his dad's head. So this is kind of the start of of it. Cuts to to Shelley at her house, and then Jackson goes in, because people just let themselves into her house. She's flipping blind. She can't see you. Don't be sneaking up on her. Oh, God, I'd be a bag of nerves. I'd be a bag of nerves. Yeah. So he comes in and he's like, I've brought chocolates. And then uh, then he's like, can I have some aspirin? I've got a headache because he got glassed in the head. Yeah. Um, And then she's like, oh, do you want to go to a party? My friends are having a party. That might be nice. And then... uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he cuts himself and he's like, I've cut myself. <laughs> so you've just squished a man's head. You, you can't cope with a cut on your finger. What's what wrong with you? absolute double standard. Mm-hmm. Then That's it cuts to... the definition of a double standard. Yeah. It cuts to them having tea. And then she's like, I hope I cooked it enough and, and it's nice. Chicken is raw. <laughs> and then she's like, is it all right? And he's like, yeah. It's really nice. Aww. But I was like, that's quite sweet because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And she's like, you can put it back in the oven if you want. And and I was like, oh, that's quite cute, actually. Aww. And then um, they kind of like, you know, before I met you, I was lonely and life will be perfect and it'll be great and all this lot. And then it's the weirdest sex scene that I've ever seen. So weird. <laughs> Cuts to them it in was bed. A bit weird. He's in some kind of weird cap, leather cap and shorts. What was it with that weird cap? I don't know. It was so weird. So he <laughs> he he is clearly not comfortable in this situation. She's in a little bit of into like S&M and all that kind of business. Well, yeah, that surprised me. And he does not know what is going on. And then he, he says something about his... His first time being with a camp counsellor and that they were dead. She ignores that as well. What? She not surely I'd be, be like, a warning sign. Come again, what? What did you say? Surely. Dead? No. So then she uh, she <laughs> she directs him to a drawer of sex toys and he's just like, I can't, I don't i and he keeps like pulling like dildos out and stuff and he's like, Ugh. Oh, what's to say? Oh, what's then, this? Uh, yeah. And then uh, she directs him to a, a wardrobe and there's a, a sex doll in there. And then he's like, why have you got this? 
And then she's like, well, I sleep, I sleep with it sometimes. And then he's like, but it's a female. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Don't question it. It'll be fine. Then uh, she, she tries to like dominate him, but is so uncomfortable he's just like I can't cope with this and then she's like would it be better if it was the other way around and then it and then it's like a sort of really quick smash cut to he's trying to dominate her he's got this flipping like cat of nine tails in his hand and she's like right yep off you go dominate me and then he's like mm, I don't really know what to do so then he tickles her with the uh, tickles her with the bloody whip thing and then but then she's like Check the manual. There's a manual. <laughs> what is that? Like, the... Is it like... Does it read like an Ikea instruction? I don't know. Oh, who knows? You know, step one, do this. So then he starts <laughs> reading out of this book. And he's like... Some sort of weird, like, oh, you you saucy wench something <laughs> or other. And then, and then at the end he's like... Grr. 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 Oh god, it kills me. It's so funny. Then it cuts to a car and the party in the country. So the guy who was in the pub and had this fight has a sprained ankle. So they've all gone with him to Didn't this. Did he get stabbed? I don't know. They said he had a sprained ankle. I thought he was stabbed. I don't know. He might have been stabbed. Well, he's he's incapacitated, but he doesn't act like it because he's he's wandering around, around everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. his friends have brought him to this country house, and they're like, "We've cancelled the party, but there's a few of us that are gonna keep company for the weekend." So he's yeah. like, "All oh, right, cool, all right then." And they make him go to bed, and he don't want to go to bed, but they're like, no. "You need to go to bed." So then it cuts to Jackson calling. Shelley, I think. But he doesn't speak to her. He just sort of sits on the phone and she's like, hello. Uh, does he call him um, the party guy? Does he call the party guy? I don't know. I thought he was ringing the party guy. He rings somebody, but he doesn't talk to them and then just hangs up. And then it cuts to Creepy. him... <laughs> it cuts to him walking the streets to a really jazzy 80s synth. <laughs> I love it. Like, oh, it's so good. The I, I love a good synth soundtrack. Like John Carpenter's yeah, yeah. scores, I flipping love them. Oh, um, they're incredible. I was listening to uh, his theme tunes the other day at work, actually. And I really like, um, is it Escape from New York? I think it's Escape from New York. That's a good one. But yeah. I haven't seen that for years. I've never seen it. Has it got Kurt I Russell in it? it all the way through. Has it got Kurt um, Russell in it? Escape from LA. There's two. There's Escape yeah, from the LA and Escape, Escape from New York, I think. The Escape from LA one, I've only seen it, like, I've seen it like three times, but I've only seen the same bit, where there's a hospital where all the plastic surgery um, takes place and they, like, steal people's organs and, and faces and stuff. And it's all, like, oh. a parody of the beauty industry in, like, Beverly Hills. Ah. I need to watch it's a these. Weird bit. I really want to yeah. watch. I really want to watch Big Trouble in Little China, and I really want to watch yeah. Escape from LA. Well, Kurt Russell in it. It's kind of a horror, I suppose. Mm. It's John. John. It's horrible. What goes on? Uh, what's the other one as well that he did? Is it Assault on Precinct Thirteen? 
have no idea. Yeah, I think he did that as well. There's a, there's so many John Carpenter films I've not watched. So. Yeah. Not all of them horrors, but yeah. But still, worth need to watching. Watch so yeah, so Jackson gets to this telephone booth and he kicks a girl out of the telephone booth. I think the other one was... Yeah. There's two and he goes in one but then comes out and kicks comes her out. out. Yeah. And then she... Yeah, he calls Shelley and then he's like, don't go out tonight, I'm warning you, it's going to be bad, don't do it. And she's like, I have no idea what's going on, but fine. So then it cuts to Jackson walking down this road. It's daytime now, it was night time before. So it was I don't... night time, it must be the following day. I don't, I don't know what the timeline here is because it's like, it's no, daytime, it it's night time. went today. Yeah. Yeah. God, who knows? So then we find out at the at the part the the party, so to speak, it's Friday the thirteenth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Shelley's on her own at home smoking because he's told her not to go out, so she's like, Well fine, yeah. I'll smoke in my house then. Jackson scares a horse on the way to the that country horse party. Doesn't like him he does not all. like him at all. That horse is the only sensible character in the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So he gets to this party, and he does the uh, the Michael Myers sheet thing, where he like hides among the sheets, and someone sees him, but then he disappears, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, oh, it was quite don't know well he's gone. done." <laughs> then we find out there's a there's a guy there called Barry who auditioned for Shakespeare. And then uh, his friend's like, oh, God, Shakespeare, it's the worst. Romeo and Juliet Juliet makes me want to puke. And then he's like, can I get an audition next week? (laughs) (laughs) And then 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 he starts talking about the role and he's like, yeah, it's a street punk version of Macbeth. And then I was like, that is like the future. That's like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. In the future. Yeah. It's like a modern day reiteration of Shakespeare. They predicted it. It was so ahead of its time, this film. Oh, it was. Leaps and bounds. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's it's dark again. Don't know what time it is. Don't know what's going on. But it's dark again. There's a couple in the woods. Uh, The guy decides to go get some firewood and leave his girlfriend sat by herself in the woods in the dark. she's cold. So instead of going back to the party, just go in like, the party, oh, weirdos. I'll just build you a fire. I'll just build you a fire. I'll just build you a fire, fire to, to accentuate my manliness fire. On someone else's property when <laughs> it's winter, apparently. Yep. How's he going to get a fire going? Oh, yep. uh, oh, oh. Just don't know. So, yeah, so he goes off to get this firewood. And Jackson goes after the girl. She starts screaming her head off because, ah, murderer. And at this point, he's like, he just looks at her and then he's like, scream if you like. To be honest, I'm getting bored with the whole thing. <laughs> and then uh, and then he starts talking about and he's like, I do have other talents, you know. I'm not just this. And then he's like, there's no point running. You'll probably just trip over something or, you know, fall down or whatever. So she runs off, trips over a branch. Yeah. And then he's like, see, what did I tell you? And then he's like, it's a, it's a lot worse for me, you know. It's worse for me. Um, and then kills her with a pitchfork. 
And you say it, oh, it's like set in stone what their destinies are, but it's so much worse. It's so much worse for me. Stab. She's just died. She just died by a pitchfork. Ew. I think it's worse for her. Then really. uh, we've got we've got Nick, one of the other guys, wandering around in the woods reciting Macbeth. Again, yeah. don't know what film he's in either. And he's like, is that the dagger I see before me? You just see Jackson like watching him from afar and he's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the end, he just comes out and just goes, that was terrible. And then kills him. Terrible. I need to put yeah. you out of your misery. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. Then there's another couple in the in the house. Uh, she decides to go have a shower before they have sex. While he waits, Jackson kills him, and he has a bit of a ridiculous like you know when people die and they're like ah, ah, ah. it's ridiculous. She goes back, and then he's dead. And then she gets a cleaver to her face, which I think was one of the deaths in Friday the Thirteenth. There was like an axe to uh, the face. Yeah, yeah. very. There was oh, a very. Was a harsh, there was a very similar one. Yeah. So then uh, the guy who went to go get firewood is looking for his girlfriend because obviously she's gone missing. Jackson goes to get him, so he gets an ice pick in the head. Then another girl goes looking for Nick, because he's gone missing now as well. Yeah. And uh, Jackson chases her with an axe. So she screams. She screams the place down, this woman. She She really screams. Yeah. She hides in a door, but he axes it open. Um, she ends up running into this room that this couple were in and she hides in the shower, finds her dead friend, gets the cleaver from her dead friend's face. <laughs> and mm. yeah, and then and then I was like, great, she's got a weapon, that's a good idea. But then yeah. she totally misses it. I don't know where she was aiming, she just wafts it. And then basically just grabs her arm and she lets go of it. So... Yeah. And then... Uh, he basically smashes her head into the tiles of the bathroom. Then he sits. Awful. Then he sits uh, sits on the bath. And then he's like, it's all so pointless. <laughs> and then just sits there. And then he sighs. But then he kind of does that thing where he's like, right, I'm going to get up now. So he's like, <sighs> and then just gets up. Right. Off I go. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. So... Shelley's trying to ring up this party, but nobody's answering because they're all dead at this point. Jackson goes to Shelley's and then she's like, oh my God, is everything all right? I didn't know what was going on. Are you all right? Kind of thing. And then he says, what does he say to her? Would you like to live forever? And she's like, yeah, guess so. Yeah. He's like, really? Yeah. He's like, would you though? Really? Are you happy? And she's like, well... 50-50, 50-50, I guess. And then uh, he's like, I love you, but I can't see you anymore after tonight. And then he's like, I can't share everything with you. And then she, she's sort of pleading with him and saying, like, why are you breaking up with me? What's going on? And then she reveals that she's pregnant. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no! 
And then and then she's like, yeah, we can have a really nice life, you know, you, me and the baby, it'll be great. I don't think you've known him for long enough to, to start your life with him yet. In fairness, Somehow. that is correct. Mm. So then... He's like, it won't work. We can't be normal. We can't. We can't do this. And then he's like, I'm really sorry. And then he kills her. I don't know. Does he stab her? I think he stabs her, doesn't he? Does her throat? Slits her throat. That's another. Yeah. That's another uh, Friday the Thirteenth kill as well. Bit harsh. And then he just goes, "It's a hell of a life." <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, so he's killed his girlfriend. Back to square one, essentially. He. Yeah. Is walking down the street and then you see him look up and then he drops to his knees and then just goes, no, no. And then you're like, oh my God, what has happened? And then you look up and he's outside a cinema and on at the cinema is Hand of Death Part 26. Yeah. And it just zooms out of him just on his knees like, no. It's never going to end. Yeah. And then the credits roll, and that's it. Bean! I love it. It's great. It is quite funny. It's quite entertaining. There's some proper, like, one-liner gems in there. Yeah. And I just, like... I, I like, sort of, things that poke fun at other things. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it is funny. I think... When when did this... When did this come out? Oh, I didn't write it down. Oh. I think we can safely say it's in the 80s. <laughs> it was absolutely with a high margin in the eighties, nineteen eighty eight. So by the time this came out, how many Friday the Thirteenth were there? I'm guessing there was quite a lot. Eight two eight five eight six. So we were on part seven by nineteen eighty eight. Wow. So it's kind of a a sort of satirical look at the um. Sort of film industries, yeah. Little kind of storylines they use. Yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of. I think like that was probably the longest one. I think Elm Street was probably on part three or part four. Yeah. By nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, I mean, it is. It is what it is. It's just. It's just good fun. It's one of them you can just. Very entertaining. You can watch it with your pals. It's a good. Yeah. Uh, I actually recommended it to. Um, there's a a podcast I listen to called Dead and Lovely, and they do a stream and chat on a Friday night, oh. where they try and pick a weird horror film that's on YouTube to watch. But it's kind of they tend to pick sort of bad ones that you can kind of dip in and out of because yeah. because yeah. they're the chatting. To concentrate too much on and I was like, yeah. I think you should watch this. This is the one. Yeah, so yeah. I sent I sent the link and uh, the the guy who does it, it was like, well, I've just fast forwarded and I've seen a head squish in about ten minutes, so I am in. And I was like, oh, it gets better. It's wonderful. So it was a believe it or not, it was a straight to video release. Was it? It was. It was That's... not at the cinemas. Well, that doesn't surprise. The thing me. is, I think in the eighties there was a lot of straight to video releases because yeah. like people made so much money on. On video releases, yeah, it was shot in it was shot in eighteen days. <laughs> I know, right? Can you believe that? Does see Hollywood films these days need to learn from these like little yeah. low budget eighties ones. I'd love to know what the budget on it was. 
I don't think mm. it was that much. I feel like the the most probably budget was the uh, special effects because the special effects yeah. are pretty good. Like they were quite good, weren't they're, they? They're yeah. all they're all practical, yeah. So yeah, I was I was pretty impressed really with with that. Um, I've given it. I've I've rated it a three out of five, but I feel like I want to give it more. Maybe a four. I'll give it a four out of give five. It- Maybe four for comedy and three for actual horror. Because it's not, it's not a good film. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say I can't say it's a good film. It's not, is it? It's no. pretty bad, but, but in terms of enjoyment, it's really, really good. And I feel like yeah. they're the kind of films that I enjoy. Like yeah. I, I like a serious film and I like a film with a lot of meaning. You know, like Midsummer or Hereditary or something. I love them and they make you think and. But then also, I like to sort of switch off and watch, you yeah. know, a man's head well, getting squished. Balance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it's, it. it. Yeah, it's good fun. Go I'll probably give it a three and a half out of five because of the practical effects. Like a man's yeah. face does get ripped off. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, humor, five out of five. <laughs> five out of five. It's five out of five. It's goddamn hilarious, and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's definitely worth a watch. It's not one that people talk about a lot. No. It's been lost in the. Yeah, it's been lost in the sort of ebbs of time. Yeah. 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 I like how you were like, is there 25 of these? (laughs) (laughs) There is not, but I wish there were. (laughs) Can you imagine? They They should have, like, kept it going from Friday the 13th, like, part 10. And uh, and just carried on to twenty five. I think that'd be pretty good. What are we doing next week? Next week, we're gonna do a Stephen King adaptation. So we're gonna do Mike Flanagan's Gerald's Game. Oh. Mm. Is I have no idea what that is about. I've heard of the, the title, but I don't know anything about it. It's the it's the one with the woman who gets handcuffed to a bed. Oh, yeah. Very good. It's very good. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, I think it's Mike Flanagan. He did Hush that we covered. Yeah. And he also did uh, Hill House, so. Oh. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. So, yeah, so for next week, watch Gerald's Game. It's on Netflix. Excellent. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod and we're also on the emails. We're also on Patreon if anyone would like to donate monies. Donate your monies. Get a request in. Yeah, send us a request. Send me a tweet. Interact with me as I am the uh, social media person. You're social media representative. I am the social media person, yeah. I'm the brand brand ambassador. I do nothing. I do nothing. You watch the films. You chat. <laughs> I watch the film. I take part. Well, you I know. It's because I can't work Twitter. I don't know how it works. I can't work Twitter. You're such a grandma. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. I can barely do anything. I got a new phone. This Well, got a new phone. I got a new case for it because obviously I drop phones all the time. So I need the, the highest level of protection. Mm-hmm. I've already. T- the, um, the screen protector, not the screen. Really? How? You've literally had it a well, week. I dropped it. I dropped yeah. it. To be fair, yeah, I dropped... I dropped it like four or five times already. 
I dropped my laptop yesterday and I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, it because it's a MacBook Air, it's really, really light. And I just, I was holding it and it just flew out of my hand onto the floor. And I was like, like those, you know, when children have like iPad, like four year olds have iPads big, and they have those like big handle things, big yeah, things for mm. them. That's what we all need. Yeah, it just, to be fair, that's the first time I've dropped it and it was only like a, a small distance, but I did kind of oh, it'll be like, in this sort of, how many years have I had this computer? Probably six years. That's the first time I've dropped it, so. It's not oh, that's bad. pretty good. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Guy. But yeah, it just yeah. slipped out of my hand because it's so yeah, light. It I was do. like, I was like, oh, yeah. whoops. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, so yeah, interact with us online. Even if it's uh, giving us a rating, that's that's always nice. It gets you out there to other people. Yeah, yeah give us a little uh, five-star review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Watch uh, Gerald's game for next week. And stay safe, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well... GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.